Hey folks, welcome to the Culture Jack podcast. This is a midweek special. And so of course you have myself, Dustin, here as one of your co-hosts and opposite me or across the internet, you have the other host, uh, Anthony. So welcome Anthony to the midweek special. I'm hosting this week, so take that sucker foo. Hello. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, this it's been is too long. Like, yeah, go ahead. Every, every time I do a podcast now, I don't know how to do it with another human being. Like I've been playing solo so long. Like, I don't know what it is to have a romantic partner anymore. So here you are. And I'm having a hard time getting us undressed. I think. Uh, I don't know about all of that. I, I will say that uh, doing some of the podcast, uh, recently i get done the podcast and i feel like there could have been so much more conversation with this thing had it not just been me running solo on this um you know and uh yeah i'm excited to do this podcast uh up front because we've talked about this for a while i hopefully uh this will kind of lay the groundwork for suicide squad because i think we have the opportunity to watch the air discuss it and then uh, obviously watch the James James Gunn version but Justice League Zack Snyder cut right now is blowing up all over the internet between this and the Falcon and Winter Soldier I think uh, we definitely have a good conversation to be had here and I'm excited to we have do so, it. we have so much there's so much content right now so I, I, I guess where I want to start out the episode is I know we talked about it before we did a um, we did the A side and B side tape of the Joss Whedon cut that we both watched before we came into this particular uh, viewing of the film, I guess. But just to recap, before we get too knee deep into uh, the Justice League, uh, what what were your expectations going from from that to this to the Zack Snyder cut? Uh, well, I guess what are they calling it on HBO Max? Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. So what were your expectations going in into that? Uh, so w- without watching it, right, uh, my my hope <laughs> and expectation was uh, knowing that it was four hours long, knowing that they spent $70 million was they had to do some character development. They had to because the way that the air cut portrayed certain characters just – uh, I didn't give a shit. And the story, because of that, I, I felt like it didn't do any justice <laughs> the to Whedon the story. <laughs> yeah, the Whedon cut. Uh, it just didn't do justice to the story. And then, of course, there was a lot of goofy things. So I would say in the most simplest form would be to enhance the stories of the characters that they wanted to portray, that they wanted to sell you on, to include the heroes plus uh the bad guy story arc because as mentioned there was just just, it was hokey man it it wasn't inviting it didn't capture me as a uh as an audience member so i guess i guess that's that's my did you did you uh have high hopes did you have high hopes did you have uh low expectations do you do you think there's there's nothing more they can do to improve this or (laughs) did you think that it's got to be better yeah, you, I, you, I mean, well, in my opinion, there was only really well, there was two ways to go. It was either Zack Snyder's about to taint his name um, as a director, or he's gonna 
he, he's going to run with it and he's going to create something uh, spectacular. So uh, I did have high hopes for it uh, because I want, I, I wanted to see it be successful. I said that several times in the beginning, I had my doubts because they didn't show a lot. It didn't, it didn't, uh, they didn't indicate a lot of things and I'm not going to take Zack Snyder's word. He doesn't have uh, the, the portfolio up to this point to, to show us that, hey, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it right. I want to believe it, but I did. I, I didn't at the time. I mean, what were you? What were your thoughts on that? Uh, I I I didn't see how they were going to do it. Like, I thought that this was just an attention grab, a cash grab, a, a subscription grab for HBO Max. I I had no idea that they were going to make like a completely different movie. I thought there were going to be some slight upgrades to the cgi to the special effects um but there and it and it wasn't like they made an entirely new movie they just they filled in the gaps where there were holes it was amazing i have a lot of notes on on this so whenever you want to jump into the movie like at a hole and these are all out of um all out of order so no it's uh, fine that's fine but it's, but- it's maybe not going to make much sense but before we do, though, uh, you just touched on kind of what you were what you were hoping for, but or what you thought could. But when you were standing, when we both rewatched the David Ayer version, you Whedon. Did, or Whedon, sorry, sorry, uh, the Whedon version. Did you? We're talk. We'll talk about Ayer too. Well, yeah, we. I'm sure we will, but eventually. What What were your expectations then? Not Not to say what you said, but what was your expectations? Knowing, okay, the Snyder Cut's coming. It's going to be four hours. We knew that beforehand, but what did you expect without watching the movie? I I like I expected the same movie with a oh a fresh coat of paint on it. <laughs> I, I was like, there's no way that they're going to change this movie as much as they did change it. I thought it was going to be like a, a, a whimper before, like you said, Zack Snyder's career was just absolutely tanked by this very same movie, but with his name on it. I was like, why are you, why are you doing this? Don't do it, Zack. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was going to be like hot garbage, like the first one. I thought a lot of the same and a lot of the stuff that I was missing in the first one, they put into the Snyder cut. And a lot of the stuff that I was like, this is garbage. Why is this in here? They took out of it. Right. Right. It's insane. Uh, Yeah. It's insane. It's insane how they could make these two movies so different, but made from the same material, the same cloth. Right, but made from the same material. I know, right, right. It blows my mind. Right, right. And it, you know, one of the things, and then we can just dive into the movie, of course. But is it's weird. You know, what's weird to think going off of the thread that you're talking about there is, it was only seventy million. What? It was only seventy million that they spent. I felt. I felt like where right. was where was the other budget for this? Because the first version <laughs> didn't seem like it was worth worth a shit and he spends 70 and adds the story adds and i don't we don't know how much was already done that we didn't see before from from the original because i guarantee some of the stuff was already shot we just didn't see it in the version i would assume 
Um, but it's weird to think that because as as I watched, had I'm to like, have been. Yeah, it's like this is way more than seventy million dollars worth of material that we didn't see. So it had to have come from the previous version. I mean, like, look. Well, let, let's go ahead and start into the start into the movie because I was about to start going into Stephen Wolf and all that other so, stuff. So go ahead. And and we'll get. It doesn't matter. Like I've got notes, like I said, but they're all out of order. They're all a mess. I was just as random thoughts came to me, and I was thinking, like, I was watching the movie, and as I went, I was in a different scene, and then I was thinking about that scene two two scenes earlier with a fight with Wonder Woman, or how Batman was introduced, or how they introduced the Flash in the in the movie, and I just jot down some notes. So they're they're terribly out of order, but it started off like immediately way different than the 2017 version and it started off with the end of batman versus superman where superman died and that was what awoke the mother boxes like it wasn't just all of a sudden these mother boxes are waking up after being dormant for so long there was like an actual causation so right away like the tonal difference was like no, there's a reason why this is happening now. Yeah. It's because of this the events in the second movie in this trilogy. What well, we hope might be an anthology now, but uh, <laughs> it was a, a trilogy then, right? So it, the, you you immediately felt like that that tone shift, that change in the movie. Uh, what what is a what is a what is a striking difference that you noticed from the Zack Snyder Justice League? versus the Joss Whedon Justice League. That was the first one for me. Yeah, oh, well, you hit it. That That's exactly it. I mean, out of the gate, that was the first thing for me as well because not, not only was the scene of, of Superman dying, but the, the, the echo that surged through, I was like, oh, that was done. Yeah. That part I appreciated very much so. And you could, the way that it told all of the characters and all of the creatures and all of the world that the the hero in my mind it was like the hero has fallen and it it caused the disruption but you could see it and you could see people taking notice even though you know obviously they weren't sure what was happening but you could hear the the slight echo and you could see the ripple tearing through i mean that to me was genius and and, and like you said uh it 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 brought you into something more than just like Oh, here's fucking Batman <laughs> or whatever, you know? So right, right away, listen, listening to you. And we've talked about, we talked very briefly on the phone because we didn't want to take anything out of this episode. We wanted to have this kind of an encapsulated first thoughts thing, but would it be a fair statement to say that both you and I, although maybe not the biggest fans of the 2017 version are very big fans of this version of the movie. Yeah. Would that be fair? Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. I would say. Okay. I, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Good. I, I just, I don't want to come in here like gushing over a movie that you absolutely despised or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to my opinion up front was I was not at all a fan of the original. Even when I rewatched it, when I rewatched it, I had a higher tolerance for it. Uh, because I endured right. the uh, endured the first run or second run, um, and then going into the third or, or second run that I did. But uh, this play, this movement, changed my opinion not only about the movie but 
about what the future, and this is a big controversy. Again, we don't have to go into it at the moment, but of what the Snyderverse could have been, what they should have done kind of scenario to where, as far as I'm concerned, what had happened uh, was was the death of it. Oh, it makes sense why they did a Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. It made sense why they're doing Batman Beyond. Fucking let that thing die in the woods. And let's go a different right. direction. I mean, that's 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 how I felt. Um, but now, uh, not that I not that I feel different about you. Know, like I love the Joker movie, and I, I I like what we're seeing for Batman Beyond with uh, that that movie. Um, but I feel like maybe they could have had something a little bit more. I don't know, and I don't want to too too much speculate on it because the brief appearance of Deathstroke and yada yada yada. But there was so much. There were so many little threads they could pull off of. The, the the funny thing about like this particular scenario with Zack Snyder having to leave, Whedon being brought in, um, obviously, if this was the movie or if this was the the building blocks, the skeleton of the movie that happened first with Snyder and then Whedon has to come in and has to figure out how to not make this a four hour movie because there's no way that Zack Snyder was, it was a four hour movie to begin with. There's no way the executives would let him have a four hour justice league going in. This is, this is gluttonous. This is indulgent. This is, uh, (laughs) I think (laughs) maybe more than he would have gotten originally. And so part of me feels really bad for Joss Whedon because he's got all this shit. He has to make work somehow but he cannot he cannot build out the full plot as it was because it's too there's too much it's too long so i partially feel like bad for the guy as well and it was it was 4 hours long uh how would you do with the how would you do with the 4 hour timing of it I well to tell you the truth, I did get the first time I had to take a nap because I was flying. <laughs> I was flying back and then I just I dozed off, not intentionally. <laughs> but you know what's funny? I there, there there was a thing I thought about with anticipation for this. This was the first movie in history for me that I fell asleep for almost 45 minutes and woke up and still had over two hours to go. And I was like, oh my fucking God. So what did I miss? <laughs> um, but I did, I, I rewatched. I you were going to say that you watched it on the flight to and back. No, no, I watched it. I watched it on a flight uh, back. And then I, I uh, rewatched it with the family the next day, which to tell you, you know, it's a lot of movie to watch, but I was excited to watch it. Uh, the first time I was even more excited to watch it the second time, because I let some of the, the, three quarters of the first movie kind of kind of uh rest and let me kind of digest like holy shit (laughs) this is i gotta i gotta let go of the fucking first version and i've got to accept it this is not it because i kept expecting i mean like let me ask you this because this is what happened to me when i was watching it i kept expecting to see stupid fucking parts an example of a stupid fucking part is the sequence in which Gotham starts seeing the uh, the humanoid bug guys. Do you know what they're the what are they called? The parademons? Parademons. They start seeing the parademons. The one yeah. parademon gets slapped against the wall. All of that happens. I was like, that is a stupid fucking scene. In the movie, I thought it was stupid. I thought it was cheesy and cheap. 
And I kept like, when is that going to come? And it never came. And I was like, oh, these smart, this smart motherfucker. And then I kept doing that, though, throughout the movie. Uh, another one for me, and then please share a couple for you, is the uh, when the, I don't remember what the location's name was, but when they're in that that building that led down to the sewer, uh, that whole fight sequence and everything they added so much to that yeah. fight sequence with the flash coming in and out with cyborg interacting with his dad with this and with that. And I'm sitting here watching. I'm like, this is not the hot trash that I watched the first time. This is like, Hey, there's a reason to be here. Hey, cyborg's dad is here. He says, fuck that. I'm going to go bust dude down. And he goes after him. Um, so that was a notable thing. And then the third, and then, and then please share yours, the third most notable thing. And there's a lot, I mean, like we could, I'm sure we could sit here for hours and maybe we will talking about this. The third most notable thing that I enjoyed with this cut, uh, off the cuff was how, uh, uh, Wolf was like a hero and was able to get knocked around, was able to get beat up, was able to get launched in the air. Like, I appreciate that. I, and I think maybe more, more so for a cinema, for the cinema look, but I also appreciate it for the character thing. Cause it's like, wait, wait a second. These, every one of these people, even when they were, uh, at, at, uh, the wonder woman sequence, which I thought was absolutely incredible. Like I love the sequence when, He's at, I don't know what the name of the, what's the, do you know what the name of that area is? Yeah. Themyscira. Themyscira. So that scene, Them I, yeah, I love that scene. I love how she launches the arrow and then pulls herself over to the other horse. And he like, dude, he comes in like a fucking boss and is like gnawing, but he, he also got hurt. And then it shows that's the first scene. I believe that's the first scene where you actually get to see the live armor or his real armor. Uh, take all those arrows and then his fucking armor like flexes frack. and dude I was like that's badass I appreciate that now I yeah. appreciate this scene um, that other scene I talked about uh, where all those guys all, all of that uh, that fight took place I appreciated that a lot more and I felt like this isn't just a thing that they're doing this is there's a reason for it um, and then I've got a bunch of other ones but go ahead or I'll just sit here and keep talking so Dude, 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 the, the Themyscira scene, like I, I, I said it in the podcast that I did before we watched this one, but I, <laughs> it's a little embarrassing, like I said, but I've begun to cry a lot more when I see really brilliantly oh done action scenes. <laughs> um, and so the first time that I saw it in the 2017 one, that Themyscira battle that you're talking about where Steppenwolf comes down. And they're all in the dome. They're guarding the box. Yep. And then they, they got to go because he's too powerful. And they boost out of there like that. I, I teared up again watching it in the Snyder Cut. But it was so much better <laughs> in the Snyder Cut. There were so many more little details. And it was just little things, too. Like uh, the Queen's uh, royal guard was, was hurt. And so she stayed there while they were yep. fighting him in the dome. And was like, hey, you know, you've got to come with me. And she's like, I can't. You got to go. You got to bring the whole thing down. And they bring it down. Not only do they bring it down, they crash that motherfucker right into the ocean. Like they just, dude, it they wasn't just like, boom, doors are fucking, closed. They, they nail those pylons. Dude, that's sick. I thought that was sick. Yeah, dude. it was so awesome. 
and it just felt even the scenes, even the exact uh, cinematography of the scenes that we'd already seen felt like they had more of that Zack Snyder touch to them somehow. I don't know how it was, but they felt more like, you know, 300, you know, where it was just yeah. like that. It's visceral and it's like an artistic Leonidas uh, is coming or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Dude, it was so good. And he busts out of there. Steppenwolf amazing in this one. Not only, I mean, the, 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 the redesign on him was great. He, he didn't look like a, like a Power Rangers villain anymore, but uh, also he had a whole, he had a whole story arc like this guy, like he's got motivations in this one. He's a character and they cut up, like they cut out that scene with the parademon and Batman at the end where he's holding the, the crook out over the ledge. And he's like, they smell fear. And, and then that linked up to the end of the Joss Whedon cut where, you, they're like you smell what I smell. Yeah, fear, and then they eat, they eat Steppenwolf, which they had to do. They, Joss Whedon had to do something to make it his own movie and make it constrained, because Zack Snyder you could very t- very well tell that he was after uh, a second and third Justice League, like he said. So is that scene you talked about the one underground where they showed the Flash and. The Flash is way much better, way more better. Way I can't talk. I'm just so excited. <laughs> the Flash is so much better. Uh, not only do they show him in slow motion like they do every other speedster type character in these movies these days, whether it's Quicksilver in Fox Universe or Quicksilver and Avengers, they showed super speed. Like they showed him zipping away the rubble over the people. And that was... I mean, that was a superhero moment. I, my nipples got hard. I got goosebumps. The hair on the back of my neck stood up. Like it was great, man. The the whole the whole bit of it. Yep. Yeah, uh, let's let's talk. Maybe let's just do this. Let's talk about some characters, and we can run through some characters on okay. bo- on both sides of yeah, the fence. Yeah, that sounds good. So, uh, talking about the Flash, uh, one of the most notable things for me um, was. He what I felt like in the Snyder cut, he became a actual character as opposed to the uh, Whedon cut where he he was just portrayed as like this wimpy. We just need you to save the epic story from Batman. Just save one person because he was scared. It was, I just push people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, this is fucking stupid. I felt like that, that that when he said that and when they had their conversations, it was like, you just ruined the flash for me, even though he's funny, even though he, we, you've got some incredible scenes with him. So that, that was one thing uh, that was extremely noticeable, made it a lot more enjoyable to watch him because I'm like, he was like a powerful character. Like he, like he had be. actual powers. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Exactly. And he was, he was con- like, he'd been doing this for a while. This wasn't yeah. like a new superhero. It was yeah, exactly. a, a scratched up battle suit, man. It's yeah. it, well, well, and that's a good point though. They, and I didn't even think about that because he isn't brand new. The way they treated him in the first one's like, Hey bud, you can run fast now. And he's like, Oh shit. Now it's like, no dude. They, they they found him, right? Well, they found him and knew. I don't know who that emo kid is with long hair when he was talking shit to Batman about being caught or whatever. Um, so that scene in another cool scene 
or uh, there's there's several with this. Uh, one of the notable ones, but there's several in the movie, and, and, and you'll know what I'm talking about, is when they're going to get back or going to revive Superman. Then he charges up, and then he runs right. through the tunnel, and then he kind of stumbles as he zaps the box, and and then he falls. But a cool thing, and maybe it's just me, <laughs> or maybe you feel the same way, is like he does stumble, he does fuck up, and it, it's kind of, I don't know, I kind of liked it, you know? And I also love the Dude, scenes. That, that whole scene, yeah, that, that whole scene felt so much different in this one like compared to the weed and cut like i i in the weed and cut i was like yeah bring superman back duh of course <laughs> but in this one i felt the tension that everyone else felt in that room and they were debating with you know aquaman was like i don't know if this is the right thing and wonder woman was like i don't know if this is the right thing and cyborg's like we got to do it we got to do it now and then the flash is like what do you guys want me to do and then batman was like do it just this is what we've got to do in the first one there were no stakes. It felt like no. Yeah, like, of course. This is what we're doing, we're guys. Do it. This is what we're. Well, I felt the, I felt yeah. as conflicted as the characters in that in that whole scene, and yep. that scene set up the last scene of the movie, or like the last action scene of the movie, which was like a um, a uh, you know what <laughs> a precedent uh, earlier in the movie to set up that that final scene too. So that whole scene was uh amazing yep well we also had cyborg who hacked into the uh alien ship or the krypton right and the ship told him don't fucking do this yeah, is this not is a bad idea yeah this is a bad idea and what was what i liked about it and there's there's several of these like tricky little things that they threw in there too to make it more appealing because cyborg does not say go he says uh, he says, do not go. What did he say? He said something. And Flash thought he said go. And then he went, but he did not say it. And right. so so it was kind of a hoopla between the, the communications. And I, I don't know. I just liked that. I And again, I really appreciate how they turned the Flash into a real superhero as opposed to like this side this the side guy and he also was a hell of a lot more involved uh with the the crash update they they updated the crash in the beginning in which i thought was funny i thought it, i felt like it was cleaner which crash what are you, what are you the, the girl about? the girl crash with the flash the oh yeah that the, that didn't happen in the other right, one right the that whole, wasn't even there no no and then he's in the dog kennel he steals a fucking hot i mean like that whole thing to me leading up to uh leading up to the 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 uh, first fight leading up to the running down the hallway going to the end of the cinema or the end of the movie or and well it's not the fucking end cuz it like never ends <laughs> going to the boss battle cuz i i got to i got to get my head wrapped around there cuz it's not the end cuz like the other one it was the end this one's not the end um right. I, I i just felt like to me that watching that with and we're just talking about the flash here i want to watch a fucking flash movie now now if i just took the weed movie i'd be like i don't really I give a shit i don't want really care about the flash i don't care about ezra miller's flash don't need I, more of this guy yeah right it's like who gives a shit now like watching the funny ass scene there fucking steals the hot dog puts it in his pocket gently lays articulates the the girl to the ground in a city i thought that was hilarious i also loved 
in that sequence, he fucking he twisted his feet right out of the right. Wasn't that awesome? Yes, yes, yes. That was so good. Like he turned, he twisted right out of his little leather shoes that are not made for super running, and he poked through the glass like it was goddamn water. Like it was just, it was beautiful. And the music, and he's going so fast. And then that girl, Iris, that's Iris West. So a, a future love interest of The Flash. So setting that up for another movie that we're maybe never gonna get now. And he he just how beautiful is she? And then he's back to the back to the pound. That was amazing. That was amazing. And it was funny too because he grabbed, like you said, he grabbed that hot dog. <laughs> he brushed her hair aside, and he's like, "Oh, a hot dog!" And he put that in his pocket. Got very excited about it. <laughs> like the, the jokes in this one, because there were a few jokes in this one. They landed so much better than they did in the Whedon cut, because the Whedon cut, like a lot of them were just. They were very cringy where he's like, he's going to, he's going to pound a uh, cyborg. And then cyborg's like, and he's like, no. And it, it's like this, I don't know how to operate with black people, I guess. And right. it's just kind of a cringy moment between those two characters. And in this, there was none of that. There were a few jokes and some that remained like the, what's your superpower? Well, right. I'm rich. But that, but that was, that was a perfectly landed line. Like to me, Oh that, yeah, it was great. Yeah, that's a perfectly. But you're right. Actually, that's a good. That's a great observation because the other one felt so scripted to where it felt more natural and quirky with his right. character in this one. But you also had more of his character <laughs> in this one. So again, right, right like, exactly. Give a shit. You're like, oh, I'm seeing who the fuck he is. So what were your? What they, were you? Took the worst parts of the Flash out. They did and put better parts in that dude i was so happy for that oh uh i was gonna say uh what what were uh what were some other comments or thoughts on the flash um so his uh origin story is obviously changed a little bit from classic flash origin story because classic flash origin story he is um he gets struck by lightning while he's working in the crime lab now, he doesn't get the crime lab job until after he already has his powers in this one. He goes back to his dad and says, hey, look, I got the job at the at the crime lab. So so now you don't have to worry about me not having a steady job or whatever. So they change his origins a lot. Um, not a lot. I don't know what his origins are. And that I, I have to ask you before I forget, because I don't have this in any of my notes, uh, is one of the chief complaints that I'm hearing about this Snyder cut. Now, honestly, I think it's just haters because I could have been classified as a hater previous to this as well, but uh, they say that there is not enough character introduction to some of these characters. Like we don't know how flash got his powers. And so they think that is a real problem with the film. What do you, what do you make of these kinds of criticisms about there maybe not being enough in-depth backstory to these characters in this four hour goddamn masterpiece. Do you want me to like say it for the flash or do you want me to just say it for everybody or like how much do you, how much do you want me to, do you want me to give you the Snyder you cut flash, or do you want me to say the, we, the we other can, cut? We can do whatever we want. All right. All right. Well, it's a, that's a big question. We can I talk about like. flash. I mean, so, so for the it flash, is. I mean, for the, 
I feel personally, I feel like the buildup for the flash was enough information, enough character. Uh, not only, not only did we get a real flash in this version, in my opinion, like we just talked about, we just, we just explained our feelings for the real flash, the character we got to see, we got to see kind of the emotional goofy side of him. We got to see the involvement with his dad, uh, or the, the the movie's portrayal of his dad. We also got to see him actually do superhero shit. So I think it it hit on all three layers that yeah. you need. Now, if they want an origin story, that would be best suited for you know the Flashpoint or the next movie if they wanted to throw in more origin. But I think for what they did yeah. here, because not just the Flash, because there was two. Well, actually, there's more than two. Because if you count from what I said in the previous one, was the Flash's setup sucked cyborgs was fucking horrible and i skated around stefan wolf because i didn't give a shit if he was a bad guy or not because he didn't really like he didn't have much of a story you're like oh here this fucking guy is again and he just he like swoops in and and whatnot so the way that those three stories were developed in my opinion were more than enough uh for me I don't think that it should have been an orange origin story. We, I mean, we got you got enough of a feel and enough of a feel to have some emotional connection with, like, oh shit, dude's dad's in jail. Something obviously happened. Uh, right. They, you know, that that's enough to me. I mean, what what are your what what are your thoughts on that? I, yeah, oh, I got big thoughts on this one, man. Like the 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 thing about um, the criticism that we're not going enough in depth to each character consider that this film was part of a larger anticipated anthology like we were going to have justice league two and three um which we might uh but the introduction of iris west like who is this girl no one cares about this girl what's her backstory we don't need all that information the flash yeah we don't know how he got his powers necessarily we know that he's very fast we know that he fights crime and we know that he's joined the team. That's it. You don't need an origin. Story. This is these are superhero uh, and comic book movies. I hope in the future we get to a point where we can have just some random ass superpower dude show up and be like, "This is what his powers are. This is what he's after," and call it a day. I don't need to know where he went to school. For Christ's sake, I just want to know what his deal is. And I think we get enough of that with all of these characters. Like there is no character that is ill-defined. And even if you went in blind with no idea who Superman is, who Batman is, you'd never read a goddamn comic book in your life, have no idea who the Flash is. Like who are these people watching these movies that are, they're not, I, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to become that toxic fan. It's like, you know, you, you don't ever read comic books, get out. This isn't for you. But seriously, if you're if you are a fan or have been a fan of this genre, then you're going to at least have some inkling about these characters. I think. No, no, I I, I agree. That's that's exactly uh, my sentiment. Where it's like I feel like they gave enough for oh. you to care. Like I feel like you they have to give enough for you to care uh, and, and build enough character. But they should not have to go into fucking dude's life story this isn't the flash movie right this is right justice league cool like like i said with the flash he's easy example you got a cool scene in the beginning with him the introduction uh with bruce wayne in him he talks shit to bruce wayne next big scene when he's having his little flashback there with the fucking girl 
awesome scene. Now you're starting to care. He's funny. He's in the fucking yep. dog thing. Hey, give me the job. Here's the hot dog. I just, you know what I mean? There's enough to pull you in. Let's talk about, <laughs> well, well, let's talk about stories. Cause another story that they did bring out way more of, uh, was cyborg in the first movie. I hated it. I absolutely fucking hated his character. Uh, I still don't care for the way he looks. I feel like they, they did a little bit better because I feel like he was wearing his little jumpsuit a little bit more in the, the refresh. But, um, in this, you understand more on why he's such a fucking asshole. Like in the first one, I'm like, God damn it, dude. Like he's just sulking. He's pissed off. Like no character at all. Like I get it. He's a cyborg, but I would like to know what their version of why he's so fucking and it shows you thoroughly in my opinion enough towards like okay got it dude's a fucking look like a uh, model that you're gonna break apart and put together on the fucking which was awesome i love how they did that what were your thoughts on the cyborg his deal? his the um the thing about cyborg is like like you said we didn't get any of his backstory we just got a pissed off dude that we didn't know why he was really pissed off we never really dove into it the i i i cried again uh like i didn't know Zack snyder could make me so damn emotional but he did when dude's in his in his in his mom's car and his mom's driving him away from the football game and his dad hasn't showed up again because he's a busy scientist at star labs and his mom's talking to him about you know why his dad's not there and what the work he's doing is and that he wanted to be there. And you see uh, Vic Stone, Cyborg, you see his like his lips start quivering and he puts on a fucking sad face. He's a kid. Yeah. He's a teenage boy who his father is not around. I was like, oh, my God, no wonder you're so sh fucking shitty to everyone. Some shit has happened to you. Some shit has gone down even before you became yeah. cyborg. You had this absentee father. And so it just like right off the cuff made me care so much more about that character than I ever did in the Joss Whedon cut. And then once he was cyborg, all the shit like when he whenever he hacked anything or when he was in the mainframe and it took him to like that virtual world where he could manipulate things as a regular human person inside that like all that shit was so cool and it makes me wonder like what was there that joss whedon had to go nope you get the axe you're on the cutting room floor like some of these really badass none, none awesome of scenes well, none are they of getting the axe or are they being created Right, right. And none of that, none of that was there, dude. Even, none even of it. well, so, so even the scene, you, you know, the, the uh, football scene, the accident scene, the uh, operating room scene where he, where his dad's like, I, I'm going to fucking save my son. I have to, like, I've got to save my son because the, the wife was already dead. The doctor came out and said, she's not making it. And we don't think Vic's not going to make it either. And he's like, fuck that. Um, and then he actually breaks into the mother box, whatever. But uh, the other scene was that growth scene for his character where you did get a touch of emotion, too, to where you're like, dude, 
you know, now we're starting to get some of his abilities of the internet and he helps that woman. And like, that was, that was cool. <laughs> he makes the money bigger. Yeah. He makes more money. I like how they did that yeah, though. That Cause so I've, ne- cool. I, I've never seen it. I've never seen that. Cause it's always like ones and zeros and you know, but it wasn't that he was just like, it was very visually satisfying. Like it was very just like, mm, that was a tasty piece of, 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 visual storytelling you didn't have to tell me because you showed me that's right exactly what was going on that's right and then yeah as his character continued to grow i i just felt like his rigid posture and his rigid dialogue started to to kind of fade a little bit as he continued to grow the relationships with with the team and i i appreciated it a lot more because that those two characters on the superhero side to me were like what what am i watching it was dead weight in the sense that like i don't care about these guys at all i don't care about their story they could fucking die in the first movie and like i wouldn't have given a shit because i'm like i don't care you know have you seen any of these um any of these side-by-side comparisons of different justice league scenes yeah, from the 2017 yeah. version to the Zack Snyder version. Yes, it's just like the 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 introduction of Wonder Woman when the terrorist organization captures those children, mm-hmm. and she comes in. Like the scene is almost beat for beat. Like it's very similar, but there's just little tiny injections here and there. Like her super speed, she's so fast, and she's blocking bullets like a crazy person. That that's like. A half of a second of a scene and if that was filmed before you chose to cut that and leave it on the cutting room floor like that was so cool why would you do it which is going to drive me crazy for the rest of my life is like, yeah. like what was actually in this movie and what did he spend that 70 million dollars on that's a good i'm sure something will come out on that but on the wonder woman note a funny know. a funny thing I, I don't know. I, I don't believe it was in the original. Maybe it was, and I didn't catch it. Is the scene, and I don't think it was, is the scene with Wonder Woman where she meets up with Alfred, and he's like, what, what are you working on, Alfred? And he's like, uh, armor-plated gauntlets. He's like, oh, really? Yes, Mr. Wayne gave me the idea. Oh, is he going to give you the idea of a magical whip? <laughs> It's a good idea. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just it's that. Yeah, yeah. It was just a funny thing because remember he had that little magical gauntlet thing, and and uh, Jeremy Irons was working on it, and she's like, "Oh, what do you work?" And and she knows that it was fucking stolen from her because of her armor plated gauntlets. I don't know. I that's I, I such a cool it. detail. It is. It's it's well, funny. There, there was that other interaction between those two, uh, between Alfred and uh, Diana, where. Uh, she was making tea and he was like, I can do that, you know, or whatever. And she was like, she's like, no, that's fine. I can do. And and then he's over there, like over her shoulder, like, no, you want to do like three squirts right there. You want to make yeah, sure you steep it. Or, yep. Yeah. Don't, don't smash it. Steep it. <laughs> yeah. Just, he didn't want her to fuck up the tea. It yeah. was the funniest shit. Like, that is. and it was so, it was, it was a joke, but it was like you said, it was so organic. It was yeah. much less cringeworthy than uh, Barry Allen going. And what do you, what even is brunch? Is it like is it breakfast or is it lunch? Like that wasn't in this one. And it and it's just they <laughs> took out like just things that were just distasteful. I I don't know. 
I, I don't know what what they were thinking in that original one. I, I think it's it was, a, it was a cash grab, dude. We're going to throw these guys all into a movie. We're going to add some punchlines. We're going to add some stuff. I mean, dude, it's it's the way that movies were done in the 90s. It's the way that it was done in the 2000s to where right. the lack of the organic art of just acting and of punchlines and of telling story to, to me was missed. And to where now uh it's cleaner i mean by no means are we watching a fucking four-hour movie about some crazy real story this is still a fucking superhero movie um but but again talking about characters though what did you think of jeremy irons as alfred he was good he was good he was good i mean he was in the original one he had a, a few more lines of dialogue which was nice to see um i think he had good chemistry like we said between uh wonder woman uh he had good chemistry with obviously uh ben affleck with with uh brucey um yeah i i thought he was good i think i think i would watch maybe not i i'd like him to be in a batman movie as alfred like he, <laughs> he's up there with the greats like i he did a, a good dang job as alfred i think did you I'd like? Were you were you trying to bait me into saying that? No, 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 uh, no. Jeremy Irons should never play Alfred again, and he should go die in a ditch. Is that what you were trying to? Is that what you were trying to get? <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, I, 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 I was just wondering. I, <laughs> I, I enjoyed watching him play the role. In fact, I like watching different, different bigger actors play Alfred. It's just like this thing. I like seeing it, dude. I'm excited uh, to see the Batman Beyond. Who's Alfred in that? Not Andy Serkis, is it? Or is it Andy Serkis? Oh, I don't know. It could be. That'd be a great. Al- the character of Alfred is almost as iconic as Batman, as Joker. I know. As that's like that's a James why I like Bond. it. Like, it's it. It is cool. Um, who was that? That guy that played it in the old, older films. I mean, I guess there was a bunch of them. Um, so a couple of things. Uh, the trailers leading up to this showed very little of the new footage that we saw in it. Also, the film was rated R. Uh, how do you think that changed or affected it? And finally, uh, not finally, I mean, we got all kinds of stuff to talk about here. There was a, a, a very specific change made to the aspect ratio of the film. So we've talked about the link, but aspect ratio, the R rating, and then kind of the, the veil of mystery that was surrounding the movie before it came out. What do you think about all of those things? Well, Jim, let me start with the easiest. Now, uh, the aspect <laughs> the aspect ratio is funny because, like I said, I watched it on the plane, and I fucking zoomed in, and I didn't notice anything until I got home. I was like, what the fuck? Why is it a oh, really? square? Yeah, yeah, because I was watching it on my iPad, and, and then I just tapped it, and it fucking filled it up. So, obviously, the, the movie was produced and was supposed to be presented in IMAX. That's the reason that they did that ratio. Uh, that's, that's the ratio it's supposed to be for IMAX. And obviously it's not, uh, after, after a few minutes, I don't give a shit. I mean, if you watched fucking WandaVision without caring, right. You know, if you watch some of these new movies that they're fucking with that stuff, 
as long as they didn't just like go and I thought about this when I noticed it was like they better not fucking square screen it for Snyder cut and then wide screen it for the Whedon cut. Wouldn't that be some shit? That's what he fucking changed. Wouldn't that have been funny if they did that? I I would I would appreciate now that you say that I would appreciate like a a commentary option or a a like little asterisk you know, that you could turn on if you wanted mm. to, that would show you all of the, all of the enhancements, uh, all of and the new things. And then all of the things that were already filmed and then cut from the Whedon version. And then those things that appeared exactly as they were in the Whedon cut, like uh, an option like that would just be amazing and set my mind at ease. Now that you say something like that. That would be cool that you're, yeah, I agree. Especially if you could like, if it walked you into it, that would be cool. Okay. So that was the first one. The uh, trailers. What did I think of the trailers? I mean, fuck dude, there was so much new footage. I mean, he could have showed you anything (laughs) and it would have done, done some justice. Um, I I do think the last trailer that, uh, that got put out with uh, what dark sea or dark side and with, uh, or no, that was the second to last. The last one was the Batman, the Batman trailer with just Batman. Uh, so the second to last one, Dark Side, was a little bit more revealing. I was a sucker anyways, because we were gonna watch it. I didn't have a choice because we we had already promoted it. So it was like fuck. Yeah, we I don't agree with this. I don't care if they show me fucking dragons, I still gotta watch the goddamn movie because we said we were going <laughs> to. So <laughs> you know what I mean? It could have been hot trash and we'd be talking about it's it. For so. my extra job. Uh, exactly, exactly. So I think uh, I was screwed either which way on it. I was more excited though that that second to last one where you got Dark Side coming out with this fucking big weapon and you know and and you got more of what we had never seen um because at first to tell you the truth when i saw uh when i saw stefan wolf with his armor i was like what the fuck is with this dude's weird armor to tell you that's my opinion like the trailer was just so limited and you see the little flickering of the armor i'm like oh no and then seeing it in the movie it changed my mind um what was the third thing so the trailer the uh aspect ratio it's, it's r rating oh like rating. what were the what were the key r rated differences that you saw spotted and do you think that they could have got away with a lesser rating or do you think the r rating would was a, a good one to design it around i i think it was a good one i know that there was uh i can't pinpoint them off the top of my head but i know there was more profanity in it in which i appreciate i also mm-hmm. like the open or not it wasn't completely open but i liked the more open uh sediment of realistic violence that was in it so they got to so show yeah. the uh the creatures fucking people up and they got to show that as opposed to because when you get into pg you can't show impact damage you can't show you can show a gun but you can't show what it did to so there's so many fucking rules that i think that it would have but like the Zack Snyder PG cut is only two and a half hours because we cut all the shit out that you're not allowed to watch you know what I mean? I just, like, and then Wonder Woman smashed that dude's head against the wall and left yes. a little blood, blood trail coming down the wall. They they were cutting court horses in fucking half, and then like they were throwing. Steppenwolf was throwing, throwing these horses her- at other horses. Yes, it's like what? Yeah. So I, I just feel like it fit. It, it fit well, and it wasn't. It it was a appropriate R rating, but it wasn't an over the top R rating. It wasn't like he made it fucking 
blood, you know, blood, and and there was you're abusing the profanity or or anything like Romero's Justice League. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But uh, yeah, it wasn't to a point to where you're like it was obnoxious rated R to where it's like. Why are we watching? This is like the Ted version or the fucking Deadpool version of this. It wasn't that it was. I I don't know. I felt like it was a natural. But did you did you feel that the rated R that that rating fit it or should he just whipped it, pulled it back? Let's make it G slap fighting. And (laughs) (laughs) it's T it's now TV 14. No, I thought it was. I thought it was perfect. I thought it was perfect. And. You know, I, I I was I was a critic in um, Batman versus Superman when Batman uh, used guns and used murder, and my my changing has my my changing my thinking has changed around that a little bit because this is if you just if you think of these directors as different comic book authors and you think that this is their run on these characters, and yes. Batman doesn't typically kill or murder, but in Zack Snyder's comic, he does. And so I think that once I got my head wrapped around that, I was much more comfortable with it. And I thought the R rating was an appropriate rating for that version of those characters. Hey, uh, talking about that, how did you, how did you feel? So he used guns in Batman versus Superman. How did you feel about the triple murder in Zack Snyder's cut with <laughs> with the way that Homeboy got uh, got killed <laughs> in in several oh, ways? Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf at the end. Yeah, like triple killed. Oh, I'm gonna dude, fucking. He didn't stand <laughs> a chance. I loved it though, dude. Was that not badass? It wasn't this like. I mean, there was a good fight. <sighs> so good. But wasn't it just like fucking Aquaman, fucking Trident's homie? Yeah, he came Boom. up and shanked his ass from the back. <laughs> he lifted him up. Superman punched him toward the por- portal. That wasn't enough. They weren't going to send this this guy crawling home, just whimpering to dark side. Wonder Woman chopped off his motherfucking head and he flopped down dead in a fish on the other side. <laughs> Dark side just smash his head. Well, you failed me. That was so cool with Steppenwolf's character just for a minute. Like we we talked about how he now has a, a character arc in this movie. Whereas before he was just like, I'm gonna get the mother boxes for me to conquer this land. No, this motherfucking Steppenwolf. He had to get the boxes to redeem himself to his master dark side. And not only did he have to get these mother boxes, he had to go out and conquer a hundred thousand more planets before he was forgiven for whatever treachery it was. And I know that the, the people online will say, well, they didn't talk about what treachery it was. Of course, it's an incomplete movie. We don't need to know about all that. We just know that Steppenwolf was on a redemption arc of his own. And so he had like real character motivations that wanted, he wanted to, to make daddy happy. That's what he wanted more than anything. And then the, there's other new characters too. Um, who was that one guy? Desaad who came in through mm. the through the mother boxes to communicate yeah. with uh Steppenwolf on a couple of occasions. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that was the communicator, his henchman, essentially Darkseid's henchman that was beside him that was <laughs> a translating. Right-hand man. What do you have for, uh, for father? <laughs> uh, <laughs> one notable... One notable thing, though, too, about Seth and Wolf, outside of the armor, the armor, like I said, I liked it after after seeing what it could do. Breaking fucking arrows off, I was like, that's dope. Uh, two things, yeah. or two things, I guess, with, with Seth and Wolf. Uh, the other thing with his armor was when he was pissed or a threat, did you see his fucking little blades pop up? Did you notice that? Oh, his hackles came out like a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought like that a, was pretty cool because he's, like, he's like, oh, nice. shit, and then fucking fuck all these blades come out of him. The other thing was his face. Um, I felt like his face, his face was like, I wanted to look at him because I was like, God damn, there's so much detail. His eyes looked right. Like he just looked right. He didn't look fucking weird. Uh, I mean, he did look weird, but not in the sense of uh, (laughs) creation weird. Like the fuck is with this dude's face. It was like, fuck this dude looks good. Just, I, I don't know what the fuck he did to his face to make it look so good, but I liked it. And I also liked that. Like he, he unveiled his armor when dark side came through. And I, I don't know. I appreciated right. a lot of that stuff. Yeah. When he was bowing down, he had the ability to just like, like remove the armor from his head and shoulders to say, Hey, yeah, I'm, I respect you, man. You, you're the boss. I'm, I'm trying to get back in your good graces here. And then Granny Goodness is another character that I saw online. She was the third one that was there. Apparently, she's just like a human grandmother who works for Darkseid. But she was there through the other end of the portal as well. And that's a character that if they don't restore the Snyderverse, hashtag restore the Snyderverse, we're never going to see like what she's about. Like, who was? what's his grandmother doing working for this alien warlord? And how is she not disappointed him like this beast of a man, Steppenwolf? I don't get it, and I want to. She makes oatmeal cookies. <laughs> she's like, she, she, she doesn't keep her she, around. Yep. She's been around for 100,000 years because she makes the best goddamn oatmeal cookies out of the 100,000 <laughs> planets I've destroyed. Um, okay, so. <laughs> makes excellent pies. Oh, yeah, pie. That would be a good one, too. Um, so. What about, let, let's just say Aquaman. Do you feel? What? I know Aquaman, <laughs> I feel like he had, he had, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I got some things to say about Aquaman. I feel like this Aquaman guy, he had probably the least changed of any of the characters. Um, I mean, Batman too probably didn't have that much. He wasn't that much changed from the Whedon cut. Uh, I still like his character. And again, some of the lines that they took from him that were in the Whedon cut, well, they, uh, <laughs> they're no longer there. And so uh, it, it kind of made him less of a corny character. So uh, I liked him. I got to respond to a text message here real quick. One moment, please. Will you hold on? God damn it. An audible silence will start now. <laughs> while, while you're messing with that text, um, I, I did feel like they added some more, a uh, couple of scenes where he was a little bit more friendly toward the middle and the end. And a sequence with Aquaman that I, I am of uh, very 
I, I don't know, is the sequence where, and, and I don't care for this. I didn't care for it in the first one. I didn't care for it in this one is like the, I'm not going to join the thing. I'm not going to join the justice league. He takes a shirt off, walks off into the water. I just felt like that was kind of cheesy personally. Uh, but why, right. why did those, all these people start singing? That was the one part where I'm like, what in the, f there's a choir of people here. How did you, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts? You know what scene I'm talking about, right? Like, it, it, it was, yes, it was a little bit, it was a little bit jarring. Um, cause it, for it was, these women to sing to him for 20 or 30 seconds uninterrupted <laughs> by Ben Affleck as he stood there awkwardly. And one of the women not only sung to him, she picked up his, his sweater. Yes. And like, did she smell it? I Was she smelling it or was she holding it or something yeah. like, I mean, it was just, it was very awkward for me and I wasn't even there. Right. Well, that's exactly. So that whole, there's, so let me, let's take a step back before that though. Cause this whole thing, that was the weirder part to me. Cause if you notice, for some fucking reason, Ben Affleck's riding a horse, and they made a thing about that of him on the horse in the in the in the Arctic, and then it does a close up of him with his goggles. This was and he before gets, he went down to the village, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm like not following. Am I missing something in this? Because that that was out of the beginning. I'm like, the fuck am I missing here? This dude is like a tech giant. He is known for all this tech. He's a billionaire or whatever. Here he is riding a fucking horse. And then their Aquaman is going in the water in this village and people are singing and caressing his fucking clothing. It's like, I, I just don't understand. And then the next scene, the next scene with Batman is him talking to Alfred getting on or off a jet. And I'm like, I, I felt like that whole sequence was just very strange and very like, very like, why? So, you know, like if I had a underwater fish man who brought me fish in the winter when my family, my friends and my neighbors were all starving, uh, I, I too may show some reverence by operatically serenading the man and then smelling his clothing. Uh, maybe I'd let him smell my clothing as well. Um, but I don't know what their motivations were. And I don't know why they thought Batman needed to ride in on a horse, maybe just because he didn't want to scare the people of this small village or something along those lines. They didn't really make it uh, clear. But that's that's what it was. I mean, it, it, you're right. It was not a scene that necessarily needed to happen. And if it did happen, which it did, it's not a scene that needed to be prolonged. Is that the scene? Yeah. That's the one? <laughs> Look at him standing there. He's just, <laughs> he doesn't know what like, to do. I know. He's like, all right. It already he's showed. Like, this is really. Oh, she's there it is. the shirt now. Yeah. Here she, here she goes. She's going to get it. But see. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the shit. I wonder what? if, I wonder if she is the designated. She's the designated person to grab the shirt every time. Like, does yeah, she have like, a collection? This, this fucking shirt? guy. Oh, yeah. She gets home and she's like, this fucking guy is always leaving his shirt on the goddamn on the beach. Someone's got to pick his or, shit up. <laughs> maybe, maybe they take turns. It's like an honor in the village to get 
his uh, sweater. And um, I'm I'm just I, I'm curious why the people on the Internet aren't more upset about this. This is the backstory we should, that we need in this. Movie. I know. I know. Because this is part one. This is what we need to get on to. Because part two, you know what part two is? You you can be the villager that picks that up. We're going to reenact this. You can be that scene and I'll be the next scene. This fucking asshole shk, shk, breaks <laughs> bottles on the dock every time he goes to sea. So he's either my, Dustin's picking his shirt up on the beach or I'm sweeping the fucking whiskey bottle up <laughs> off the dock. What is this dude's problem? I, I, I thought he loved the ocean. He's littering with clothing and he's breaking bottles everywhere. <laughs> Just us. <laughs> You sweeping the bottles back into the ocean, me throwing the sweater at him. Sploosh. <laughs> Take that. your back, you asshole. I, I know. And step on that glass on the way down, you son of a bitch. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So what did you think? Um, the Obviously, uh, he found the mother boxes, right? And he, he's coming after each of them. Uh, most of the scenes played out very similarly to how they played out in the movie uh n- notorious alleged spousal abuser amber heard uh mira was in there sucking the oxygen out of steppenwolf that was pretty freaking dope or like mm-hmm. his blood right out of his veins that was pretty cool um but one that that was a big change in how he, he got a hold of the mother box was the one right after they'd revived superman and so the changes they made to that also how they found them in that abandoned uh, nuclear power plant uh, was all due to uh, Dr. Silas Stone. And so, like, what do you think about that inclusion where hold, hold, hold know, on. he. Let's, yeah, let's hold, hold on. Let's build off of what you're saying, because that's there's a bigger story to that, which. Change okay. the whole okay. yeah, ch- yeah, change the whole fucking movie because that was another thing that really irritated me. So in the Whedon cut, they had that family that was located near the nuclear fallout area, and then the whole area was like red and it was this desert, looked like looked like a area from from fucking uh Iraq in the desert to where this one has life forms it has trees there's not a fucking family throughout the movie like scared the house is rattling because i was like what in the fuck is happening here like i don't understand this um and then the the nuclear facility that whole setup um from the cgi or the whole thing i thought was incredibly done as opposed to the, cause there were so many scenes in the Whedon cut where they're building it up and it's like, this still looks like shit to me. I, I felt like right. it looked like shit through the whole movie. Um, to whereas the buildup for, uh, the Snyder cut was like, okay, the inside of the, tr- the inside of the nuclear plant has the shit growing in there. That's where his base was. I mean, that's where that, yeah, that thing was, I don't know. I appreciated it more, but you were saying star, uh, Dude's dad. So Go ahead. like Sorry. with, I think it's, it's like specifically a Whedon thing. Cause it, now that I'm looking at this through the lens of this is the director for the thing. I look back at Avengers age of Ultron that he directed. I look back at um, the, uh, the first Avengers movie and, and good movies. I enjoyed them mm-hmm. no doubt, but like, this man will send an army after everything. It is it is death by minions. And in the first one, it was the Chitari. In the second one, it was all of the Ultron clones. Mm-hmm. In 
in this one, it was like attack of the parademons. Parademons are attacking everyone. You've got this badass warrior from another planet, Steppenwolf, and he is just shooting these minions at all, all over the place. And so that I think is just a, it is a inclination of Joshua <laughs> Whedon <laughs> to just throw miniature bad guys uh, at, at the person. Okay. So that, that was that in, in, and a lot of that stuff for that scene that you were talking about with the Russian family. Um, and it's not Russian. I can't remember the country's name that they, they had it in, but that family and then like flash rescuing them and then Superman yep. rescuing a whole building of people somehow without disturbing the building stayed intact as yep. it was lifted off of its foundation and, you know, him racing the flash and looking at him as, Hey, slow poke. It just was all, it's, it's too corny. This is the end of the world that you're, you're dealing with here. Calm down guys, get back to Steppenwolf. Um, so the last mother box, they, Cyborg said, yeah, I've got it. You know, let's bring Superman back. They bring Superman back. Superman goes to fight the Justice League, basically. Uh, and we'll, remind me, we need to talk about that after this. And then <clears throat> they leave the box there. Silas Stone realizes that the box is left there. And he needs to get it out of there. And so he goes and, and has that self-sacrifice in order to superheat the box so the Justice League can track the box yep. to where it actually is. And like it just uh, tonally, it made more sense. Like uh, in chronological order, it made more sense for there to be this, this particular sequence of events that led to them actually being able to find the damn thing. Yeah. So that, that's what I say about that. Yeah. Too. Well, yeah, no. It, it, well, in setting that up to remember the box got shot out of the, shot out of the uh right union plane and what, right on the car yeah and what was cool about that if you if you watch the cinematography for that because at first i didn't catch it the first time i watched it i didn't catch it the second time if you watch it the way that the stage is set it's really cool because that is set kind of over here and then where superman and the fight is happening is kind of over here and there's a couple of shots like far shots where you kind of see it land and you see some stuff happening over there. And then you see uh dude's dad over there, you know, like, Oh shit. And it shows him like scurrying off. And then Stefan Wolf comes down, but it's cool how it's shot because it's such a fucking wide shot of almost two different sets, even though I'm sure it's, I'm guessing it's the same set, but it's a really right. cool shot because there's all this stuff going on over here. And then you get all of the justice league stuff going on. Meanwhile, you're also getting, the stuff going on with the mother box and then Stefan Wolf coming in, even though that that scene was just him dropping uh, and then being in the coming after him in the room with cutting the door open. But I don't know. I just thought that was kind of cool how they did that because of how big and wide that shot was. I was like, fuck. And they kept it kind of true to. And its, again, it's a deal. Adding, oh, good. Well, and also it added to like we were saying earlier filling out that cyborg story because cyborg then had to watch his father as pissed off as he was for making him a cyborg be fucking vaporized right in front of him. And so like, it just, it, all of these dots just connecting over and over and the stuff with the ATM and the virtual world mm. setting up the later scene for 
him getting into and separating the mother boxes and then appearing as his family, like all of it was just so impactful. I'm getting goosebumps right now here. Just talking about it. The scene with the flash, you want to talk about the scene with the flash. I'll let you talk about that there at the end. We talked about it setting up earlier. Anyone that's, that's listening to this or watching this, um, we should have said it at the beginning. There's going to be spoilers for this movie. Maybe you can insert a, uh, <laughs> we're, we're, a we're spoiler warning. We're, we're uh, almost wrapping the weed and cut at this point. So we're almost at 90 minutes. Uh, that's we, we, we had, we had, we'll cut out some of the beginning because it wasn't, it wasn't uh, the show, but uh, at this point, right. if you believe all the shit we said is not a spoiler, you probably have never seen a movie in your life uh, or yeah. you just want to listen to the audiobook version, a bad audiobook version of the yeah, yeah. This, is, this is two guys that kind of remember the movie a little bit. That we're going to give your opinion on it anyways. It doesn't matter. Every scene's got our opinion. Uh, so if you hate Aquaman, we understand why, right? Um, right, exactly. Well, so while we're at that, Let's let's talk about the Justice League, the the uh, fight with Superman. Obviously, Superman comes down in you know black suit. No, not in his black suit. That fight scene was in. No, uh, this is this is another thing I don't I, I really oh, don't gotcha. understand. He's in his sleepy pants, like his bedtime pants, and I didn't understand that. I'm like, why? <sighs> I mean, because because like a good point, didn't they put him in with he was in the suit? He was yeah. in like a, a dress suit. Yeah. And I didn't understand. So he was in a dress suit and then he's in sleepy pants and then he shoots out and he's still in sleepy pants for like or whatever you want to call them, nightwear pants. Uh, and I'm like, I, I like, I like sleepy pants. Please I, continue calling them sleepy pants. I, I just didn't understand that. Cause here, here's Superman. He could have been wearing fucking anything else, but he's got night attire on to come and kick, kick some people's asses. But Dude, what but, if he came out in that suit that he wore at his funeral? Like, what if he fought the rest of the justice league, like in the suit, that'd be kind of cool. That I mean, would have been kind of sleepy cool. pants were sleepy pants was a uh, that was a gift for the ladies, if you know what I mean. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I'm bare chest in this fight, boys. And <laughs> the boys right. are flopping around in there. This is for you, gals. Here he comes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so so what were you can go ahead and you want to break down that fight? Oh shit. Like, I mean, it was it was very uh, similar to the Whedon cut. Like they used a lot of the same footage that they did between Superman and the justice league. The things that uh, some big changes when Superman confronted wonder woman after he'd originally beat off. Well, <laughs> after he originally, you know, knocked around wonder woman, <laughs> shut up, shut up. Don't say it. Anyway, uh, after he'd knocked around the original three that attacked him, and then identified that the flash was moving at super speed and he needed to take care of the flash as well. Uh, when he was coming back to get Batman, Wonder Woman tried to stop him and tried to use the gauntlets and he grabbed him and she headbutted him and then he headbutted her and then she headbutted him and then he rose up and he headbutted her straight into the asphalt. And then the flash tried to attack him again 
but missed because Superman's like, I'm faster than you. I'll just move to the side and I dodge. So all that I think was new. And then the interaction between him and Batman was also new. Uh, They did not incorporate the do you bleed line. And I think I could be wrong. I didn't see any evidence of the CGI mustache that was in uh, the Whedon cut. Like, they either took all those scenes out or did the CGI much, much better. And then he tried to laser Batman, but he had the gauntlets on that he was talking about. And so that helped him out. And a big difference between this one and the Whedon cut was in the Whedon cut, it was Batman's idea to bring Lois Lane. Cause that was the, the thing that was going to calm him down. But in this one, it made so much more sense because Lois Lane she wasn't working like she was in the Whedon cut. She was mourning and mm-hmm. she was coming to that site every day yep. to pay her respects to Clark Kent. And so it, it just made sense that she would be there because that's what she was doing. That was her kind of daily ritual. And then of course, then it played out just like it did in the Whedon cut where he sees her and she's like, let's get out of here. And then they take off to the skies and over to the Kent farm. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, and they establish early on with uh, Lois Lane because she goes there earlier in the movie, too. So she shows up there. She brings exactly, the coffee. yeah. Yeah, she brings the guy coffee. This was her last time. This is my last trip. I hope there. I hope something happens. And she gets to the fucking show of her life, I guess. Uh, there, there was, uh, and I can't remember it. I read a thing and watched. There's actually videos on because there was reshoots without the mustache. There were some oh. re, there, there were some reshoots without the mustache, and then they did uh, some face over CGI without the mustache because that was the other thing with the weed and cut. It looks so fucking stupid. Dude, the upper lip is like, is he? Is it blurry? Is it takes you out of it? Like, no, it yeah. Just, if you're it looking, takes you out of the movie. Yeah, it's like it just looks. You're just like, why is it? Because it's not defined. You know, you're watching an HD movie, and you're like, it's. Is uh, Stephen Wolf attacking his upper lip? I mean, what the fuck happened to his upper lip? His upper lip is Stephen. I know that's what that was the uh, the lead up to the second film. Superman's mustache is <laughs> Stephen Wolf. Okay, so so that scene was the first official scene of Superman coming back, um, and then he spent right. some time with Lois Lane. And then another new added scene was another scene with with uh, Superman when he comes and he goes and talks to Alfred at the at one of the mansions there, the mansion on the lake. Oh, and when he when he went um, back to the ship, back to the Kryptonian ship. Oh, yeah. To um, do a little little shopping, you know, a little retail therapy over here to get his get his black suit on. Where's my suit? uh, Somewhere. What's that? Yeah. No, just keep going. I was, I was going to say, where's my oh, suit? <laughs> I read somewhere that uh, the black suit actually has like comic book implications because it is a recovery suit. And so obviously he is just recovering and Superman gets his power from the sun. And so he puts on the black suit because black is more of an uh, absorb absorbative uh, color. Uh, and so it absorbs more sun rays to get him his get him his strength back. Hmm. All right. 
I'm just doing some gymnastics. Don't worry about okay. it. Okay. Hey, uh, you know, I know that you mentioned it uh, before we started recording, but um, I, I, I grew this mustache almost exclusively for culture, Jack. And so I just want here in front of the world, you to tell everyone what you think of this mustache. <clears throat> well, Mr. Monopoly. <laughs> he has a, 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 a uh, brave a endorsement. Monocle. Uh, uh, or or is it the planter peanuts guy you need a monocle and you need to work on a railroad or we need to get you a suit and you need to become my son said i I look like a detective yeah you could you could do the detective thing with the the billfold one of the big like uh you need to have a leather (laughs) and today (laughs) that's a fancy mustache my friend do you do you do some uh, do some uh, thing? Yep, you could. You could. <clears throat> Does that enhance your performance? I think my connection just got really unstable. Yeah, I think it did. Oh, well. <laughs> you froze. <laughs> I have to ask my wife about that. <laughs> okay. Did I did I at least freeze in a flattering position? Ah, uh, nice. one could say that, okay. but all right, let's keep going. <clears throat> okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me see. Let me check out some of my notes here. Uh, started a different way. So we saw more of um, Lex Luthor in that end credit scene in Batman vs Superman, where he's actually talking to Steppenwolf mm. uh, with the mother boxes, like the hologram of Steppenwolf. So I'm curious to know if that's just like a, a remnant of the Kryptonian ship and they knew about Steppenwolf and they knew about the mother boxes. Um, or if Lex Luthor was actually trying to commune with this alien creature and they never really resolved, resolved that. Oh, there was an extra scene with Lois Lane and Martha Kent where they were sitting down and having some coffee and they mm-hmm. were having a real heart to heart conversation. And then, uh, Martha Kent leaves, and when she walks out the door, she transforms into Martian Manhunter. What did you think about the inclusion of Martian Manhunter? Well, they they had a shitload of characters because Martian Manhunter was also in the end as well, right? Right, right. So, so he, he talked to Bruce Bruce Wayne. Um, yeah, I I like in. Uh, Recently, I talked about this in the the Falcon and Winter Soldier. You and I actually talked about it a little bit, too, with all these characters. And um, even though, you know, and I know you said some of these people are bitching about not explaining this and that. I feel like it's best in some cases, like Martian Manhunter, um, to leave some of it undone because you never know where it can take you. Whether Snyder takes it or not, that doesn't mean the door's not open for another director to run with. Uh, Martian Manhunter story, uh, but we also had uh, I can't remember the the Green Lantern the Green Lantern guy in the Battle of the Gods versus Dark Side. We had Zeus, we had the Green Lantern guy, and I love how I love how that scene with that the Green Lantern or the guy that was carrying the lantern again. I can't remember his name, but his hand got cut off. Uh, the ring fell. Dark Siege went to pick it up, but the lantern goes to the next person that has the most righteous power and then it flies off. I love it, dude. So that whole scene too, like it was, it was changed dramatically. (laughs) Um, 
in that, you know, it wasn't Steppenwolf this time nope. coming to Earth. Uh, it was it was Darkseid. And not only was Darkseid here to conquer this planet, but this is the planet that he found the anti-life yep. equation on. And then I, I was listening to this other podcast and they were talking about, and then who misplaced the planet? Like he escaped. Yeah. But then he forgot where it was. What the, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, but it was cool that it was him instead of Steppenwolf, but then it was Steppenwolf that just happened to come back to this planet to uh, find the mother boxes for dark side. Yeah. And that whole, whole scene was extended and there was a lot more action with the gods, a lot more action with the Atlanteans and yeah. um, the Amazons and then the humans. And it is still a, a criticism I see online is that the Atlanteans, you know, like buried it with a, a, an octopus and then they put it on this thing in this cage and, and the Amazons, they put it in this bunker and they surrounded it with warriors and, and they did some magic on it. And then the humans buried it three feet deep in the woods. I know that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, I, that's hard to argue, right? Cause that's what literally happened there. That's kind of funny though. Hold on. I'm almost through my notes here. I got, yep. I got two more. Um, so when was the release, the Snyder cut hashtag, the, the Twitter movement, the online movement, when was that started? Was that started immediately after the Whedon cut? I don't think it was immediate. I could be wrong. I'm sure we could Google it, but I think it was after it started getting, uh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't immediately after because we were talking about it a short while after at least when it was getting traction it had already been out because i know for a fact both you and i talked about it we wrote it off with no snyder cut anything in sight we didn't hear shit and then you and i spoke about dude what the fuck's with the snyder cut rumors that was before we talked about it before it was even getting any any kind of uh support it was just becoming a thing so I, I would say it was um, it was a hot minute after the movie had been out. So the well, I, I'm gonna, hold on, we'll talk about that at the end there. Um, in the ending fight scene, which we agree is much, much better in this version, um, the the whole actually now describe the the scene with flash in it there at the end because you were going to do it earlier but then you said you wanted something else and we went off on a whole different whole different thing so talk about barry allen's actual contribution to the justice league or fuck what about the whole invasion that's true of the nuclear plant by the justice league it was so different and we had like batman doing like some legit batman yeah 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 so a huge difference right so Batman flying in on a fucking flying in on an aircraft this time. And you know what? A thing I appreciate was he shot a couple of missiles to get into the, the bubble and he couldn't get through. He's like, fuck, I'm going to have to give him more power. And then he blasts the shit out of it. And then it opened enough for him to get in. And then the target was to knock down the uh, antenna, right. To, to knock the bubble down and he was successful it was funny too because he was running around and it reminded me of halo for some reason the gun turrets 
You know what I mean? Doesn't that doesn't it kind of remind you like a halo gun turret on the alien ships? So he's running around with that. Everybody comes in. Um, I'm gonna fuck up the uh, the the flash thing because I remember Flash was charging up. He had to go back up and he had to charge. And I'm trying to remember why the fuck he was charging. So it was um, because Cyborg needed enough. Oh, enough juice, yep, no, I, I guess, it. to activate the or deactivate the mother boxes in yep. order to separate them. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And you're right. so, yeah, like the whole scene started out different when they showed up. Yeah. And in the Whedon cut, Batman said, you guys stay here. I'm going to go take down the shield or something. And like he assembled this whole team for what? To have them sit in the weeds? Well, he went, Check well, this. He went, I know I'm about to do some cool shit, guys. Why? <laughs> Yo, yo, Aquaman, hold my beer. This shit's going to be amazing. Wonder Woman, hold this camera. Make sure you hold it sideways for the YouTube ratio. It's going to be bonkers. This don't so worry. Cool. I know. Don't worry. We're going to have a couple of shots as a team. We're going to drive through all these fucking buildings. You guys watch. Oh, we all did it together. Check that one off the Instagram box post of the week. Yeah. That's that's too. But this one, he was like, this is my job and this is your job. Like they had very distinct paths that they were going on, but they were a team toward a regular goal. And then Wonder Woman, like she took charge and said, no, we got to go help. We got to go help Bruce uh, before we get in there. Yep. Yeah, that's true. That is true. That whole setup, uh, the way it looked to me, one of the biggest things was. Uh, the setup was way better. The way it looked, it looked so much better. It didn't. It, I I thought the first version looked so shitty. Just the way the buildings looked, the way that the colors looked, the way that the the attack was. It was just so poorly put together that it was like this is the buildup to this. And I don't know. Right. I appreciated. I, I I really appreciated the work and and what snyder put together there and the way it looked and and the way everything was kind of working those guys were working together they were gaining the access and everything was coming coming together dude like even batman like he wasn't you know he's not super powered and so he can't do like everything but he can take on a parademon or two he can do some ducking, dodging, and rolling, and and blocking some blasts with his gauntlets, and then taking a parademon out and taking on their turret, and yep. then mowing down other par- like that's Batman's shit, man. Like that's yeah. what he yep. does. Yep. And so like they they used Batman the way that Batman would be used in a fight like that, and he was a lot more useful than he was just plowing around things. Although he took out a hell of a lot of parademons yes, with did. his little Batmobile, mm-hmm. like as they were on him and you felt like that scene was i think obviously extended because everything's extended in the uh snyder cut bigger is better is his mantra of course but you felt like the tension of these parademons like clawing at his batmobile and slowly taking off pieces and taking off this turret and then ripping off the windshield and oh my god they're gonna get batman here and then the rest of the gang shows up and then takes it to him like it was just it was so cool the entire build up to that thing yeah it was it was yeah i don't know i i feel like uh from start to finish even though it was long um the continuity in the story the build-up the character development and everything was enough to keep me engaged with what was happening on the screen 
and was enough of action, comedy, uh, cinematography, and everything to keep me wanting to see what's next, right? And that is, to me, what what we fucking look for. I mean, when you watch Endgame, you got right. all of that. When you watched, when you watched fucking uh, Age of Ultron, you got that. Like I got that. I loved Age of Ultron. Uh, but for yeah, the, it was good for the original Justice League. I did not get that at all. I'm like, I don't care about this shit uh, no. or that. And even though it is four hours long, I when I watched it the second time, I was surprised. Like a some of the shit i missed but b i was like god damn i mean yeah it is four hours fucking long but it was a good four hours it wasn't like i didn't hit moments where i'm like fucking come on come on <laughs> i'm sick of watching this part you know i didn't get that i was just like okay well it was it was also broken up into parts which i thought was nice i thought it felt it felt an awful lot like a quentin tarantino movie you know it was like Part three, the man with the axe. And I was like, oh, oh, this is uh Zach this is little Zachy's taking some taking some Tarantino notes over here, mm-hmm. I think. Um the 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 end scene that I wanted to talk about really quick is you know, with the flash, and we talked about it earlier with him like going after the mother box in in order to revive Superman, and he he misses, uh, or he's not there in time, but he's going so fast. Right. That he reverses time and the mother box comes back out of the water right. and then it zaps like, oh my God, I got goosebumps. And he like phased through the wall, it looked like maybe in, in that uh, original scene. And then, like we said, his job was to get the mother boxes deactivated for Cyborg. And he got shot and he fell. And then Cyborg was like, Barry, where are you? Or whatever. And they fucking made the unity and they killed the whole Justice League. Mm. Like they lost. They failed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. That's right. That's right. And then Barry was sitting there because then that was when he got shot. And he's standing there like, fuck, oh, fuck, oh. Yeah, he got like, shot. He had the like, wound. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Or he's saying, oh, heal, oh, heal. He was saying something. I think it was heal, 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 heal. Right. He's like, I'm trying to get ready, man. I'm trying. And that was actually a cool. Like, I liked how he how he looked. I like how, yeah, he was just like, heal, man, heal. You know, and he just had this, like, look on his face. And you got this fucking big ass blast mark. He's in kind of a dugout hole because that's where he landed. Uh, from the shot because he was fucking starting to charge up and i don't know i i, I like that uh the scene where obviously he gets the charge off and the three mother boxes just conjoined we've got the portal forming cyborg finally gets enough juice to do his thing uh, a thing that i like that was kind of surprising so all this shit's kind of happening it was stefan wolf and all the characters and Cyborg's doing his thing, and obviously Cyborg, or, oh yeah, Cyborg almost gets pummeled because he's got Steppenwolf behind him. He's fucking with right. them, and then everybody's kind of doing their thing. But a cool spot in there, too, was uh, when it was time, he's like yelling. I, I don't know what it was about the scene, but I liked that he was like yelling, Superman, help me! And fucking Superman comes over and's like peeling the box. Because I... It made sense to me because it's and then like, Cyborg's extra arms came out. Yes, yes, out of his fucking back, dude. I thought that was that was bitching. so cool. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was. I thought that was, that was bitching because, uh, 
obvious for obvious reasons superman is the strong so you know air quote the swan strongest dude ever right or at least in this right in this thing and then you've got him yeah and those fucking arms pop out and it was just like this is some cool shit this is a cool fucking scene dude so it, yeah it, it crushed in my opinion the whole thing from the start of the last scene to the end or the last fight scene absolutely crushed the first version like well it just it like decimated it just gave it. me goosebumps <sighs> Like the the whole thing with um, the Flash and how he is he's standing there in an obliterated world, and he's just he's getting ready to sprint and he's hurting and he's just like, you got to do it, Barry. You got to run faster than you've ever ran before, faster than the speed of light, but faster than and he's and he's talking to himself and he's going through his head. His dad, you got to run faster than the future to be in the past or some shit. And it's like it makes me think: is the Flash's power? It, it obviously is not dependent on how fast he runs. It's like he can manipulate time, basically, mm. because he could be standing still, not running, and shit moves slower around him. And yeah. so is that just a matter of his manifestation of will? Like, can he just manifest time to go at different different rates? Yeah, or, I mean, at least maybe that's what it feels like to me, but. That whole thing gave me goosebumps. That was so cool, man. Well, well, in that in that movie, that's that's how it's portrayed. It, it is. It's a manifestation right. of time, like how he uh, elects to utilize that moment in time or manipulate that moment in time for as long as he can do whatever it is he's attempting to do. Or if in his case, like what he was doing in the end, he was moving so fucking fast because he had to generate an absorbent amount of power to right. generate it for him so he can slow time or he can speed up his own time to generate you know whatever the fuck it is i'm sure there's all kinds of science and and, and correct ways all the photons or proton <laughs> whatever the fuck it is science He's, yeah science <laughs> yeah, exactly. the science behind it i'm sure there's some kind of study that some smart guy fucking knows that will if if the smart guy watches this or listens to this would be more than happy to explain. <laughs> don't not don't fucking guy. write in. Uh, I know. Just I know. Knock it off. I if know, you're listening exactly. out there and you're like, well, actually, no, no don't do it. Just enjoy it Show, and then it. send us a nice email and subscribe to the podcast and follow us on all the social medias and everything. That's what you should do. I know. Don't, Chill the don't, fuck don't, out. I mean, be that guy, but don't be that guy. Exactly. Just just leave knowing that you know that. Don't say anything. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just yeah. Leave, Isn't that satisfaction enough? Right. right. Just leave knowing, knowing that shit. Uh, so, of course, you know what this leads us up to. The epilogue. One of the <laughs> probably, I mean, so I, I don't want to downplay the movie because I'm not going to. I just said all this good shit. You said a lot of good shit. But probably <laughs> outside of the four fucking hours of movie that you watch, the most impactful thing up front that everybody talked about was the fucking epilogue i mean like dude right as soon as it came out it was joker joker yep joker joker i mean like it was like fuck <laughs> it was almost almost I, overwhelming I kept like waiting for it i i did like, too i was the whole movie i was like yep. where is this desert that these guys are in and for it to be just like the last 10 minutes of the movie i, I mean it was cool 
to see, but I was anticipating it the whole time. I was too. I, I, I am with you. In fact, when I uh, fell asleep on the plane, I thought I missed it. Cause I was like, oh. cause you know what I thought it was going to be was like the buildup to one of the first fights. Like, you know, he was sleeping or it was one of the things right. we were going to see. And, and then I'm like, where the fuck is it <laughs> until the end of course. So, all right, let's talk through that section. So we've got, uh, we've got the, let's see, how does this go? We've got, uh, Lex Luthor on the boat. That's first, right? Yeah. That's the first part. Yep. Lex Luthor and Deathstroke. Yep. So Deathstroke rolls up in his fancy cigarette boat to the yacht. And then uh, they have dialogue. I mean, I I, I think the dialogue was cool. Um, He he told him who Batman was. Lex Luthor revealed Bruce Wayne as Batman to Deathstroke. And he's like, oh, that is worth my money or some shit like that. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, there's that. And then there's the back and forth. And then he's like, are you going to join? Am I going to join? I'm not drinking the champagne. Yes, I'm drinking the champagne. Yeah. And then, of course, he does. That Deathstroke looked badass, though, man. Yeah. I want to see more of that. Yeah. Joe, uh, Joe does a good job. I like I like how he did that. Um. And I, I, I wish there was more. There's a lot of speculation on that. So um, that scene was cool, uh, but I feel like there was not as much value with the whole Snyderverse being up in the air. Right. I mean, that's just my my opinion. So jumping into the final, let's talk through the final. I gotta I gotta get going here in a few minutes, um, and I'm sure I'm sure you do okay. at some point. Uh, so. You want to you want to do the final the final epilogue run through? So yeah, they, like uh, we got the epilogue that turned out to be a dream, maybe by Bruce Wayne uh, before he met with Martian Manhunter, um, and it's uh, you know Batman with his trench coat, probably very hot, uh, I would imagine, um, and he's trudging through there. We we saw Wonder Woman uh, get a, a burial. Uh, we saw. Superman, who we assume was holding the skeletal remains, the charred burned remains of Lois Lane, we can only assume. And Batman's walking through. He's got Joker there. He's got Deathstroke there. Uh, Mira uh, from the uh, Atlantis is there with him. And then the Flash, uh, Barry Allen. He's got like this cool metal visor thing mm-hmm. that I, I don't know what it is, but I think I just want to see more <laughs> of it. And then he has that. Batman has that exchange with Joker and Batman, you know, says that uh, when Harley Quinn was dying in his arms, uh, he, the only thing she wanted was to make sure that the Joker died slowly or something along those lines. And then the Joker talked about killing Jason Todd, Robin, to Batman. He said, Oh, well, and you shouldn't have sent a, a boy to do a man's job. And Batman was like, I will fucking kill you. So choose your words carefully or some shit like that. And it was just like, Oh God, why didn't we have this chemistry in one of the last eight Warner brothers movies, man? Like this, this is the scene that we needed in suicide squad. This is the scene that we needed in uh, Batman versus Superman. Any of those places we, we could have seen this chemistry happen earlier would have been fantastic. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it's so crazy. Uh, it, it, I, I don't know what to think of it because, I mean, like, I love it. I love what they did. But I don't know what to think of it because knowing that it's like, does this go nowhere and we just end this with, with this portrayal of uh, his dark nightmare or this this image because clearly they were all working together right i mean they were i mean the joker sitting there with a bulletproof vest on and an assault rifle uh batman's got a gun and his his duster on i mean shit's shit's hitting the fan um or was it just a dream and it was just a way to end it i don't know i mean i i loved that that was in there uh I would have loved it more knowing if knowing what was coming next, because obviously there's so much build up on this whole thing on what else is to come on on all of this. Earlier today, I saw a and it was it was all fan made shit, but like Bat Baffleck versus uh, Deathstroke and this and that. That should be the next movie and Justice League. And because there was there was supposed to be a Baffleck versus Deathstroke. There is supposed to be Baffleck in the Flashpoint movie. There's so there's so much built around this uh, hysteria because of the success of the movie. I mean, because it, it's it's created this hysteria of like or an illusion, I should say, of some longevity for what's being built. And it's like, well, wait a second, guys. They have the Joaquin Phoenix Joker that's done successful. We don't know what they're doing with Joker. Whether there's a part two, there's a lot of speculation. Uh, there's a lot of speculation of running multiverse for the Joker, different variations that's been suggested. That was that was said even before. <clears throat> well, that was said while the Suicide Squad version versus the Joaquin Phoenix version. The Batman's another character that they're like, hey, we want to introduce several variations, several timelines, several different worlds. Um, so Batman Beyond, but I guess to to kind of close my my points and, and I'd love to hear yours is I enjoyed the Snyder cut through and through. He uh, did everything I feel like he could have done. <laughs> um, is there small, stupid things? Sure. But every fucking movie's got it. You can choose a movie. You could choose a, a TV show and you could, if you wanted to be a dick about it, yeah, you can point stupid shit out. We could do it all day long, but in this sense, he did justice to it. <clears throat> and, would I had liked to see um, future Justice Leagues by Snyder? Yes. But with that being said, I still am extremely excited for Batman Beyond. I'm still extremely see excited to see what they do with Suicide Squad. That looks fucking awesome. <laughs> so I don't want to I, I don't want to take that away in order to get another Justice League, I guess. <clears throat> what are your thoughts? Dude, that's a that's a that's a great it's a that's a great point though like i want to see all the other stuff that they're doing but i also want to see more of this like i think this is incredible and the hashtag release the snyder cut oh, has now moved on yep. to restore the snyder verse yep. and i don't know if they're gonna be successful with it because they have been notoriously toxic in the past these fans I'm going to, I'm going to use the hashtag. I'm going to use it here in a couple of, couple of social media posts as well. I'm going to join on the train. Uh, they already like they released that. I think it was a 4k version of Batman versus Superman. And all of these fans bought it right up off the shelf. Every single copy they could find just to show support for this man. And so 
it's like Ann Sarnoff, that Warner Brothers uh, or Warner Media executive came out and said, no, this is it. We're done. Zack Snyder said, this is it. We're done. But you've got to think there's a world in which they are making so much money. The desire, the the salivation for this, this brand of Justice League is so great that they go, fuck it. Let's let's make Justice League 2 and Justice League 3. Because Zack Snyder said he had plans. He said that he was going to, like, Batman was going to get together with Lois Lane and they were going to have a baby. And then once she had that baby, after Superman killed Batman, like, they were going to raise that baby to be the next Batman or some, like, just crazy shit, man. Like, I, I'm so curious to see what this could all be. And maybe they've closed the chapter on it. Maybe this is the last last part of the book and they're, they're done with it. But maybe we get that pitch fever that that they uh, they they bite the bullet and and do it again. Well, I, we'll we'll have to see. I feel like they're gonna let it breathe, dude. I feel like they are. They're gonna yeah. let it breathe. I, I think they'll let it breathe, and if there is an opportunity, it'll come after this next next wave, and we'll have oh, okay. to see. I mean, that's what I would say because while Justice League's the Snyder Cut's doing very well they still got a shitload of money tied up in the suicide squad and whatever they're going to do with that Batman beyond. And we don't even know what other things are tied to this. They also have a new season of DC Titans coming to HBO max. Uh, there's words that doom patrols coming for another season. So they've got some shit going and I know they've got a lot of stuff that we don't know about as well. Right. We got to do it. We got to do another one of these at some point. We got all kinds of things to talk about too. Cause yep. I want to talk to you about WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Invincible. I want to talk to you about all these DC shows that you're talking about. Yeah. We got to we gotta get back together and do this again. We won't make a, a promise of a date, but yep. we will be back in this dual screen format, this over-the-internet nonsense, and then hopefully soon in a month or two, we'll be uh, maybe in person, I'd like to, I'd like to think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, well, well, oh, go ahead. Do, do you want to... Uh, close down the podcast you want to shut the doors on this particular set absolutely absolutely i'll close it out well folks this is the snyder cut justice league duo breakdown from the two guys at culture jack the podcast we appreciate you guys tuning in to today's episode and as always please take a moment to follow us on facebook stitcher SoundCloud, <laughs> Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere the podcast is available. We appreciate everybody that is listening, commenting, sharing, subscribing, and of course, dropping any kind of review on the podcast itself. As always, guys, we have a whole slew of podcasts available, so make sure and check them out. This is what we got. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I'm Anthony. There's Dustin. I'm Dustin. And that's it. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk to you in the next podcast. <laughs>